One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports Show. I'm your host, Ed in Columbus, with my co-host, Keith Allen. Keith, What's good? how is it going, my guy? It's going well. Victory Monday. Victory Monday. What what could you be talking about? I think I have a clue. I think that has to do with the orange and brown. Uh, yesterday, they went to Baltimore. Our Cleveland Browns, yes, we like sports, but we are Cleveland-centric. We love our Cleveland Browns. They went to M&T Bank Stadium, and they got the job done in dramatic fashion yesterday. One of five games, Keith, one of five games to end in regulation with a field goal kick to end it. I, what a yeah. beautiful result. What a beautiful result. Very, very beautiful much result. Oh, very much, very much. So, so okay. So we've had a couple twenty four hours, over twenty four hours to, to digest what happened in Baltimore yesterday. How are you feeling on this victory Monday? Because it's not just about the win, and we all know that's fine and dandy. But you know how it makes you feel, how it sets up the season. Because we're six and three now, heading uh, into a matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers come this Sunday. We accomplished a lot, but we can't let it. We can't just stop to here. We can't. We have to beat Pittsburgh on Sunday. Yeah, Celebrate I, I, this win yesterday and today. And tomorrow is Schittsburg week. That's, that's, you couldn't have said it any better myself with the uh, the way that you pronounced the, the city of Pittsburgh right there. <laughs> um, it'll be a waste if... I ain't going to say it'd be a waste, but it'd be a big letdown if they go into Baltimore and take a victory and then just go go home let, next week and lay an egg at home against Pittsburgh. Oh, absolutely. And that's the NFL. Like we, we talked about uh, on Locked on Sports 216. Check us out on Sundays yes. for a pre and post game. Uh, Keith yes. and I, uh, yeah, we, we, we get the job done. We get you ready for Browns action. And then we make you feel good, win or lose afterwards. And uh, yeah, we had our chat lines blown up yesterday. It was a fun show we had. I, yes, I can't sir. lie. It's right there. Keith Sporting. And I always like to, I always like to plug shows on, on, on yes. this network and, and on this because, you know, Locked we help those. Yep. Uh, also, shout out to um, Abuji Sports, uh, my girls Yvette, Lana, and Lissandra. Um, they got shows uh, coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, the 14th, and I'll talk about Steelers Week. And then on the 21st, they're going to do a Friendsgiving uh, episode, really kind of fun. They had me on for um, a Halloween chug special that they did, so I'm going to give a shout out to them as well. So check them shout out. Shout out to them. Yeah, that's what's yeah, up. We love our females, and uh, yeah, anytime yes, that uh, sports is included, hey, Definitely. nothing wrong with that. Definitely. Nothing wrong with that. Gotta love um, females. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, don't get me in trouble here. Um, don't get me started. 
<laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, we, we, we don't we don't want to do that. But uh, I'm a little discombobulated <laughs> today. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've been celebrating a little bit uh, too much when it comes to uh, the Cleveland Browns. But, you know, we got to pay the bills. And what better time uh, to pay the bills than, than now, I guess. So, uh, Keith, uh, with further ado, uh, it's that time to – it's dubby time. Yes, Keith, dubby time. Because if you want an energy drink that you can mix at home that doesn't give you the jitters – or make you crash because nobody wants that. If so, then try Dubby. Their products have no calories, no sugar, no maltodextrin. I can't even say it, but I know it's a bad thing. They don't have it. That's a good thing. No fillers and no artificial colors. Dubby has great flavors such as Dragonade, Galaxy Grenade, Beach and Peach. That sounds like fun. And Dub Sludge. Mm-hmm. There, get your dubs right there. So head on over to W.GG and use the coupon code We Like Sports to get 10% off your order. So you'll definitely want to go do that. Also, uh, the Snooze You Lose podcast, Uncle Joe the Black Bookie, he always gets you set with the Snooze You Lose pick of the week. So he did that yesterday. Uh, so who doesn't want to you know, watch uh, some sports entertainment and uh, maybe collect a, a few coins along the way? So check out uh, Uncle Joe the Black Bookie and the Snooze You Lose podcast. And also Tight Nutrition. Head on over to Tight Nutrition. They got a good protein product over there. So tightnutrition.net backslash we like sports. So there you go, Keith. Uh, got yes, to pay these bills. We do. That's what we do. Definitely. That's important. What's up? It's your boy Uncle Joe the Black Bookie. Don't go anywhere as you're listening to the We Like Sports Podcast. Once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze You Lose Podcast, available on all streaming platforms. Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. So tune in and like I always say, snooze you lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-ounce strip steak, served with your choice of a baked potato or fries, with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. It is important. Because the bills never take a day off. <laughs> as i as i found out today when i got the mail today who knew that you know the gas you know what i'm saying everybody pays their bills on i'm gonna lay back the curtain a little bit i'm kind of old school when it comes to my bills i don't i I, there's most of them are set up online not not every single one i kind of like getting the bill in the mail and then i can check and, and see especially with my utilities because you know with the kids and everything uh they always using more water. Well, actually, all water. We're, we're kind of kind of behind. I can't even do it online if I wanted to. So <laughs> I always get the usage on that. And let's just say this, Keith. Uh, you know, I I tend to you know take moderate to normal shower times. You know what I'm saying? But uh, my daughter, you know, she she likes to uh, to live in in the shower. And my son, as he's gotten older, you know, he's 13 now, and you know he's got a, a eighth grade basketball scrimmage tomorrow. So shout out to him and Taze Valley West. But uh, he's he's uh, following her footsteps when it comes to, to shower time as well. So uh, yeah, that's always fun to to, to pay for their you know, their enjoyment, I guess. <laughs> so well with him now since the middle schools, because I'm females. Uh, well, here's the thing, Keith. 
so I'm I'm out yesterday and, and so uh I'm watching the Ravens Browns game and it's not it's not going well. It's it's not going well in the third quarter. So I decide to take the lawnmower. I was gonna rake the leaves and I decided to hey, I got a lawnmower, I'm gonna do one better. I'm just going to cut those suckers up. I'm not feeling in a good mood anyway. So I go out there with the lawnmower and I'm, I'm doing that for about, you know, 20 minutes. I didn't have to do it. Just a little area I wanted to get. And then, and then I, I see, you know, I go back inside and, you know, I'm watching the game and everything. And then I go back out because I, I left my, my pair of shoes, my old pair of shoes that I use or whatever like that. So I go collect them, put them back in the garage and my son's going, I'm like, hold on, hold on a second. The game's not over with, what are you doing? He was went to the park with a couple of females, not going to no names, please. But uh, to your point, Keith, as, as he gets older, those shower times, I think it's uh, it's for the ladies. It's for the ladies. Yes, so, sir. Yes, you know, sir. What a wonderful so thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's that's the thing. I, you know, um, it, it was funny because um, I was telling him, I was like, well, if you, you leave, I was like, you're not going to watch the game. And, and the, the game had tightened up a little bit. And he's he's with the with these two girls or whatever like that, and they're at the park or whatever. And he's texting me the whole time. He's like, "You watching the game?" I said, "Of course I'm watching the game. What are you doing?" And and I and I and I think deep down, I think he wished that he probably would have stayed home because I, you know, he had his phone, and I think he was he was watching it a little bit. And I don't know if he if he had a, the, the we have the we have Spectrum cable, so I don't know if he was watching the game or not. But he kept texting me. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm watching the game. I'm getting I'm doing better than you are, son." And uh, so I just wanted to say, "Hey, look." Uh, Sometimes the females are calling, but uh, the National Football League, hey, as we get older, we realize that uh, that's a true enjoyment in life. <laughs> National Football um, League is king on Sunday. That's correct. Oh, it's speaking king. of kings right now, speaking of kings, we got a special appearance. And I wouldn't say it's a special appearance, but hey, we're always blessed to be in his presence. And that is one, Peyton Vince. Peyton Vince, come on down. Is this What's the up, price Vince? Well, What's I don't know if, it, if it's right or not. What's going but, on uh, with you? <laughs> It's going so to be a lot of reshuffling on Wednesday. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Top 10. top 10. Top 10. It's going to be a lot of reshuffling. Oh, man. You know, if it wasn't for the last second field goals this whole entire week, too, that's. Wait, hold on, Ed. Does your. You got easy Ed? Easy E, baby. We're, <laughs> we're dealing. We got, we got a special guest on later. I and, just uh, noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I hate to, like I was looking at him. I'm like, that doesn't look like a typical Guardians or Browns hat. <laughs> definitely no, straight out of Compton. <laughs> now, I, I'll tell you what, like I told uh, Keith a uh, pregame in it, but I'll, I'll tell the audience this and, and, and you, Peyton, as well. I got this hat in 1995. My my parents flew me out to LA. To, my aunt lived in LA, and I went out okay. there for a week. Went out there for a week, and she's like, "What do you want to do? What do you want to do?" I, I went to a Dodger game. I, this was during the OJ trial, so we went and visited his house. I saw where where he allegedly murdered his ex wife and Ron Goldman, allegedly. And uh, but I wanted to go to the Compton swap meet, you know. I was, you know, and uh, so I went. My uncle, uh, God bless his heart, we went to we went to USC campus. I want to say one thing about the USC campus: uh, stay on the USC campus if you venture one block off it. You're in South Central, right there. So you know. So then we went to Compton. And I saw, I actually saw where Venus and Serena played tennis. That was kind of cool. Oh, okay. That's and cool. Uh, but yeah, I went to swap meet, and I wanted to come to that. A big, big Easy E fan. And uh, so yeah, that's why I'm rocking this today because, like I said, we have a special guest on later, rocking the Raiders gear. And I know I got my my silver and black on today. I try to to, to appease the guests a little bit and make them feel 
feel at home. And I, I thought with these colors, at least, and uh, and with the coach of the Raiders, uh, Pierce, uh, he was talking about why, you know, he was a New York Giant or whatever, but, uh, you know, talked about why he was a Raiders fan because he grew up, you know, I think in that area in Oakland and in Compton. Well, I think it was Oakland maybe, but but the fact is, hey, anytime you're rocking a CPT, you're a Raiders guy. And like I said, we're trying to make people feel like yeah. Pierce grew up in Compton. Oh, did he? Okay, so he did. I was. Yeah, I thought. I, I thought I had heard that. Yeah, he's from Compton. Okay, I had my listening years on. I actually shout out to Pierce. Two and zero as the coach as the Raiders. Yeah, he yeah. should. I, I'd imagine that he ends up getting hired too. He should be something full time. So if, if the way that these players, and I know obviously we'll dive into it later on today, but the way that the players are responding to, I mean, it seems that like so far. It's been, and it's not going to be in the news either, but it seems like it's been such a long time ago since anything happened with Chandler Jones. It's somebody that's been forgotten about. It's somebody that's no longer going to be recognized as part of the organization whatsoever. But you have guys like Max Crosby that have a, a big game. One of their linebackers had a big game on Sunday night against the Jets. And you ended up having, I mean, Aiden O'Connell, somebody that was from mm -hmm. Purdue. He's one of the few people to be successful straight out of the gate, I think, in their first couple of starts. I saw some kind of statistic. I don't remember it offhand. But they look like they're turning the corner, though. I don't want to be that guy that's just because a team's winning a game or two. But they look like they're responding well. And at the end of the day, Pierce should be the full-time coach. I don't. I think he's making a great argument overall, without a yeah. doubt, please. I think, Peyton, great point. And, but, but, but the one thing I thought was the greatest thing was after the game, in the locker room, you had Devontae Adams hooping it up, dancing around, looking like he's having a fun time. And let's be real, the Raiders need their stars. Like you said, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, and, and, and obviously, but Devontae Adams, you get him on board, you're, you're making a, a good impression, especially with, uh, with Davis as the owner. You know, I, you know, I got a friend um, and, uh, at work, and his sister lives out in Oakland, and she's, she's a season ticket holder to the Raiders games. And uh, she was saying that in uh, Mark Davis's owner's box, after a couple games early on, he was getting booed. But as soon as he fired McDaniels, and he's been getting Pierce on, he's he's been getting the standing ovations as he leaves the box after. Now, now let's be real. Now, the, give, give give Pierce and the Raiders credit, but they happen to beat the Jets and the Giants. Now we'll we'll see what happens when they get. Uh, you know, hey, they could the easily lose to the Jets easily. They <laughs> should have. that last play. McDaniel's there, they probably would have lost to the Jets. <laughs> well, that's true. That's For true. real. And think about it. You playing the Giants, the Giants weren't no cinch win either when Tyrod Taylor was quarterbacking them for that they, temporary they better. time. They look better, they better actually. I know. So, I know. And guess what? The Raiders are in second place in the AFC West. It's a crazy <laughs> world. It is a At crazy five and four. world. And, and people... And people always talk about Justin Herbert and all this. What has he won? And they talk about, but they don't never mention his money. And he makes way more than Deshaun. Deshaun's five and one this year as a starter. He does. And what does. the Chargers are four and five. Mm. Herbert's now, always been that rough type of quarterback, though, too. If you ended up looking at him and following him just from a fantasy football perspective. I mean, yeah. years past, last year, he's somebody that's been inconsistent. I mean, this year, that's not one of the quarterbacks I was looking at when I was drafting. I had Justin Fields, <laughs> but I'm probably better off going with Justin Herbert. I picked the wrong Justin, probably. <laughs> 
I ain't gonna lie though. Justin Fields gets you points too when he well when he plays, but yeah, and when he shows up. I mean, yeah, just like plays. Deshaun Watson could win the Brown games if he shows up on the field. Yeah, let's He's do this win uh, next Sunday. We we got our guest coming on a little later on, but it's <laughs> it'll be the first time you do this, Peyton Vince, with us. But let's go because I don't want to regurgitate things and then be too filtered. So let's go around the NFL right now. And, and like, okay. I, I love doing, let's go around the NFL. And what we'll do is, like I said, you know, a lot of people, they've, they've already had their, their fix and everything with NFL. And we're not reinventing the wheel here. So I'm going to go out ahead and, and, and get the get the game. And then just say one thing that you want, your first thought that comes to mind or something that you want to say. Maybe not the obvious, maybe something, you know, side thing or something like that, that, you know, maybe people haven't heard in the last 24 hours. So uh, we'll start. I don't know why we have to, but we have to. We got to go over to Germany. We got to talk about the Colts 10, the Patriots 6. The only thing Did I'm anybody watch that game? I, I'm just glad it didn't happen on U.S. soil. <laughs> yeah. Make sure I that forgot that game happened. <laughs> I knew it was a game, but I didn't know when. I said, wait a minute. Oh, that was the game. No wonder. <laughs> Did anybody really watch that game? For real. I think they drew in the ratings a point zero 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 one zero probably rating on a Sunday morning in Germany's game. Congratulations <laughs> for your cup of coffee and watching that game. I'm, you probably took a nap in the middle of it as well. Exactly. Um, I guess the one word I could say or one phrase <laughs> what is Max Jones getting yelled at. That was funny. Now that was fu- yeah. He was he was getting poor getting, guy. Yeah. Not even you can't really do that much. I mean, it, it's almost it, you could officially say by the time in two or three weeks, I think you'll see if Mac Jones has a career in the NFL or not. I think that's more so his leash. He might end up being just a career backup, but if you want to see him as a starter, it's now or never. And it looks like the organization's going against him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, frightfully so. He's horrible. <laughs> Alabama. There you go. There you go. <laughs> this, well, this this game brings me joy only because, well, it's too full. I forgot to say can... one thing, though, on that game. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Keith. Minshew mania. <laughs> What's that, what does that translate to German? How, how does that work in German? Is Minshew mania? <laughs> you had toilet bowl. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, like I said, this game brings me joy twofold here because – well, it, Peyton, it brings you joy, too, because it's a division rival of us because you're obviously a Steelers fan. We're Browns fans. But the Texans and C.J. Stroud from the Ohio State University keeping his, I say, MVP campaign going. Not only Offensive Player Rookie of the Year, but maybe MVP. As the Texans win 30-27 to 27 in one of those five games that ended with a field goal. Uh, like I said, I, I've already said what I got to say. I'm very happy about this game. <laughs> hey. <laughs> go, go ahead, the Ohio State University. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Peyton, what's your thoughts? Honestly, kind of yeah. going off of you. Okay. MVP conversation. CJ Stroud has entered the chat. I agree. I mean, people talk about always oh, only rookies, only rookie. I know the Texans are five and four, but let's be real. The Texans got more wins probably than we thought they're gonna have in the next probably two years. <laughs> Look at what happened when they had Wong Neck Davis Mills at quarterback. There is a nobody. You see the success of a quarterback. You could have seen this last year if Davis Mills was actually successful and actually as good as a quarterback as C.J. Stroud. Obviously, everything worked out for them in the right way that you got a draft pick. And finally, an Ohio State quarterback that, knock on wood, might pan out to actually be successful. But 
at the end of the day, they it's the quarterback could always help an organization. And you see it with the Browns. You see that change. You see it with, I mean, look at a couple of these bad teams that were good now. I mean, Miami, the Eagles, the quarterback makes the organization. Pittsburgh, you see it too, just on the other end. Kenny Pickett's not a great quarterback. I have something on that later on too, eventually. I'm sure you do. Do you think a giraffe looks at uh, Davis Mills and says, hey, what's up, long neck? <laughs> he, he definitely ends up having a little bit of help whenever they end up going up on the long tree branches yeah, exactly. probably low-hanging fruit i know with my bad jokes sorry and think about it <laughs> think about it cj stroud that made them receivers at houston better nobody heard of that dale kid yep nobody heard of him noah brown didn't amount to nothing in dallas and he had Dak. <laughs> yeah. He's had over 300 yards. Well, I mean, in the last two games, I think, combined or whatever. I think that's what they were exactly. saying. Exactly. I was like, Noah Brown. <laughs> no. I know. Yeah, it's and then you had Tank Dell the game before that. Nobody knew and then emerged. And then this game, you expected Tank Dell to do what Noah Brown did. And right. Exactly. And they said it's put, the yes. opposite result. So, right. again, fantasy football players, I picked up Tank Dell. I no. feel your pain. If it's even pain, I still got points, but it's not as many as I hoped it was if Noah Brown was the guy. Well, I'll let CJ Stroud, as a fellow Buckeye alum, I'll, I'll, I'll let CJ Stroud know that my guy Peyton Vince has, uh, you know, tanked down and that he needs to, you know, get the ball. Yeah, let him know that my fantasy team matters so much more than him actually trying to win a ball game. It's it's money in my pocket at the end hey, of the we're day. Family at, we're family at Ohio State. We'll get it done for you. We'll get it done for you. Well, Make let's sure you get on. Aaron Kraft, too. Yo, he's a sc- I love, yeah, Aaron Kraft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Aaron Kraft, I, I told my boy who plays basketball, I said, play like Aaron Kraft, and, they, and they'll, they won't be able to take you off the floor. And he's right. A hustle, heart, desire right there. Aaron Kraft is the guy. Just like Matthew Delavadova, but I, I, I transgress here. Um, let's move on to the Saints and the Vikings. Uh, my guy, Joshua Dobbs, very smart, uh, and he's looking like his acumen's uh, trans, uh, it's going on the field as well. Everywhere he goes, he keeps winning, putting up big numbers. 27-19 Vikings over the Saints. Kirk Cousins, who? That's all I got to say. Man. It's only a matter of what. Mm, man. Man, man, man. Josh Dobbs. Mm, yeah, smart guy. Mm, mm. It's not rocket scientists, guys. It's football. <laughs> it's football. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Man. Well, all, it just shows that a lot of these guys, all they need is the opportunity. I mean, honestly, and I guess you could kind of compare it this way, but it's not necessarily on the same scale. Would you guys end up comparing this run for Josh Dobbs similar to what Tim Tebow did or like Jeremy Lin, like a Lin Sanity, like just that spark? Because now, yes. no matter what, he's a household name. He's a smart guy. He's done so much in life just from off the football field. Then he gave it a shot, and, I mean, he got started in Pittsburgh. He was one of the Steelers' quarterbacks as a backup for the longest time. Would be better than 99% of what they end up having right now, probably. They're probably looking back at this, too. But you're seeing what, what an opportunity it gets you. He had a chance at the Browns. They traded him away. Arizona won a game with him. Goes to Minnesota, knows nobody. This past game, he had to be shown, I think it was a home game. He had to be shown where the locker room is. <laughs> Still wins the game. Mm-hmm. 
Gosh. I, and like I said, it, it's, it's amazing what he's doing. But I, I love the, what you said about Tebow and insanity right there. And you, like I said, you know, this is going to set him up because, like I said, no matter what happens. And, you know, he's probably going to be that guy that, that goes somewhere. And you're always that stable guy. And then they'll bring somebody else in. He'll move on to somewhere else and, and kind of keep, you know, that going right there. Like but, Teddy Bridgewater almost. Yeah. Like, better yeah. with Geno Smith was expected to be, but now became a starter. Yeah. He'll be back here for a third time. At least that would be the hope, I'd imagine. (laughs) Let's just hope that Sean stays healthy and it's not a problem. (laughs) He'll be back here for a third time. (laughs) Well, we'll go to this game because all I got to say about this game, it got a little chippy at the end. You tell me about it, Peyton Vince. You're Steelers 23, Green Bay Packers 19. What's going on? Why do you guys play so rough? What's going on there? I mean, honestly, they played until the whistle. And and the offensive coordinator got taken out on the sideline, too. So (laughs) I'm not saying it was deserved, but the way that the offense looks sometimes, a lot of fans probably weren't upset about that. I'm not saying I was one of them by any means, but I'm sure somebody out there was happy that he got nailed on the what that drive near the end. But uh, honestly, I mean, going back to this game, it's not going to be one word because this is my time to Right, this is your day. Just, uh, right, that's why I give it you to you You guys first. always get the Browns. I get my five minutes of fame, if that, for the Steelers. <laughs> uh, for one, for being honest to start things off, Sunday's game, would love to see it if it was at 8 o'clock, th- our Sunday night football game, not Thursday. I don't know why I said that, but a Sunday night football game, it should have been. It won't be, though, because the NFL needs 12 days notice in order for that to happen. A buddy and I were talking about that at work, and that's kind of the frustration is, for one, shout out to Brandon. I'll give him a shout out. If he's even watching, I doubt it. We'll find out. Um but anyways, he ended up pointing that out, though, because I'm like, it just makes sense for that to be a Sunday night football game. You have the possibility of the first place seed in the AFC North, let alone the AFC in general. If the Chiefs lose, if the Jacksonville Jaguars lose in that Thursday night game, Baltimore loses. It's a lot of what ifs, but there's a lot on the line, though, in that game as well. Don't like that decision. On top of that, Jalen Warren had a touchdown, and I think Najee Harris did as well. Why isn't Jalen Warren, they have him as a split back and he's had more carries, more than expected at the start of the year, but he should be the number one. He's had that burst speed. Browns fans have seen it against him, Mm -hmm. seen it in any of his games so far. It's just burst speed and it keeps on going. Why do they keep on going with Najee Harris still would be my question. I mean, even if you get... Vince, you know what you know what I'm gonna tell you. That answer is first round draft pick. Mm. You get more exactly. chances than anything. And what's his value in return? Even if you try to trade him, you're probably getting nothing, and that's why you're stuck with them. And the thing is, too, is Keith. Another thing, Alabama, another great college, mm. running back from there. The same reason why. What did I say before? Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones. Why does he get so many opportunities? Same reason. (laughs) Same thing. And it's so frustrating. But it is what it is. I digress on that side. When you were a first-round draft pick, you get chance after chance after chance after chance. Unless you're Justin Gilbert and Johnny Manziel. God, yeah. yeah, or ever a member of the of the uh, general Browns organization quarterback room. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Aaron. Uh, thanks for yeah. It is Joshua Dobbs season. It is in full effect this year. So yeah. Thanks for thanks for the comments. Chat lines open like Keith says. So keep them coming. Because I ain't gonna yeah, be honest. Going on, if if Mike Tomlin want to start um Najee Harris and keep him in the game all game this Sunday, I'm with it. I'm not. I'll, I'll <laughs> go down to the sideline. I wish myself. Before, <laughs> you know. But uh. Anyways, the last thing, and this is kind of the whole point of the Steelers game and the whole side of bringing up the number one seed if Deshaun Watson's healthy I mean he ended up sliding having an ankle injury mysteriously has a great second half I mean (laughs) football you more than likely got some kind of cortisone shot (laughs) either way if not that's just speculation I don't have proof Mm -hmm. but you had something to end up helping out your ankle because I mean 14 for 14 after limping off with an ankle is Patrick Mahomes type. I'm comparing Deshaun Watson to Patrick hey, Mahomes now. He was but up there one time. That and he hasn't Browns fans haven't seen it yet, but maybe that's the corner that's finally being turned. But I'm not worried as a Steelers fan come Sunday. I just think that it wouldn't be a surprise if they end up losing. I'm not hoping that that happens, but Kenny Pickett, all in all, he's just a good game manager. That's it. And that's all you really need sometimes. He's just a good game manager, but he's below average because, again, against the Packers. Jordan Love had two touchdowns, 200-some yards. Kenny Pickett had like 125 yards throwing. I know. I've seen that. That's it, And it's common now. The last two, three weeks, it's common that he's getting less than 200 yards. That's not starting quarterback material. That's not even – like XFL numbers, USFL, you name the league, they're not doing that. That's There's high schoolers that are getting more than that and a half. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen my fair share. Ed's seen his fair share. I'm sure Keith has too. You end up seeing these quarterbacks that end up showing out on Fridays. You got Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh University showing you a mediocre tutorial on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Since y'all not going to draft low, high enough, Get a starting quarterback because y'all finishing over 500. Best start looking Her at quarterbacks usual. in college. For real, for mm-hmm. real. The guy from Washington State, the King, I think his last name King or somebody, he's pretty nice. Yeah, they got some good ones out in the pack. Tw- I mean, yeah. whatever. Well, formerly, I don't know what's going to be next year, but, you know, yeah. this year. They got you some good quarterbacks in that league. For real, for real. No, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on here to speaking of quarterbacks, uh, especially – Cleveland. We'll talk about one Baker Mayfield. They, he gets a twenty to six win over Will Levis in the uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Baker uh, eighteen to twenty nine, two touchdowns and interception. Eh, QBR sixty two point three. But Will Levis looks like he's turning uh, back uh, to a rookie here. Uh, nineteen to thirty nine. Um, All they got to do is get tape on you. Not, yeah, 100, 100, speaking up under 200 yards, he had 199 yards in an interception. So my thing is this, when you got a rookie quarterback, you're expected the Tampa Bay's got a pretty good defense. And like I said, speaking of game managers, Baker's pretty good at just being a game manager. And he, he managed the game yesterday uh, for the for the Buccaneers. Keith, what do you got on this? Baker is starting to learn. Don't be the person that loses the game. You don't have to be the person that wins it. But you damn sure better not be the person that loses. I agree on that. I mean, honestly, the Browns game saw it that way. You almost had Dustin Hopkins almost lose the game. But the defense pretty much said, hey, we got you back. Mm -hmm. This is going to be on you again. It's your opportunity to lose the game. We got you until then. And 
you saw a good result. That Cade York's probably not making that if we're being honest. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you, Vince. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, and that validates my argument from August when I told some people of mine that Cade York has to go. And they was like, well, you gotta give no fuck giving him another chance. No, no, no. He not making field goals and nan exhibition games when it counts. You think he's gonna make a field goal in Pittsburgh September 18th when it counts? A field goal against San Francisco when it counts? No, no, get rid of him. Speaking of San Francisco, this is a game that I like to, to revel in a little bit because on the Lockdown Sports yeah. 216 pregame, Keith put up these three games. And one of them was the 49ers at Jacksonville. And I picked the 49ers. And Keith kind of scoffed at me. He's like, no, no, Jacksonville, they're a really good team. I said, no, Keith, they are a really good team. But they're not when they play in Duval. And I won't even say at home because, I don't know, sometimes I feel like their home is London, maybe. Uh, but, yes, 49ers yeah, will be. Yeah, so it probably will be in the future. So, but yeah, forty nine ers looking like get back on their ways. Thirty four three. What do you guys? What do you guys think about this one? Because, like I said, I, I'm just gonna just pat myself on the back because I got it right. I didn't really care who wins this game, just, but uh, it, it's. I think the forty nine ers are showing that once again. You can go through adversity, but the cream rises to the top, and uh, they must be mad about all those losses. And it makes a difference when you have a healthy Christian McCafferty and a healthy Debo Samuel. And you get a spark plug and draft and chase young as well, who had a I think he had a second and had two quarterback hits. Mm. What do you go to school at, Keith? What do you go to school at again? The Ohio State University. (laughs) What about that other guy, that Bosa guy? And that Bosa guy, too. I'm gonna tell y'all something real quick. I remember when Joey Bosa was at Ohio State. And they showed a high school game. And they showed Nick. Man, I said to myself, I was telling all my peoples, I was like, Nick is better than Joey. He was like, you serious? I'm like, I'm dead serious. (laughs) This dude, I think he was a junior in high school. And (laughs) his motor hired. Woo! (laughs) <laughs> now, Joey Bosa is cold. Don't get me wrong, but Nick's motor is higher than Joey's. Yeah. I, and I feel Way like Joey higher. plays for the wrong team, too. Yeah. That right. Too. Yeah, that too. It would look a lot better probably elsewhere. But going back look to a the lot 40s, better in orange and brown, I think. Too. A lot of people probably would. <laughs> that defensive line, though, could only get so good, though. You know, you could only end up improving so much. Hey, Eventually, check comes out. To the money. Check out Vince. Shove them in and shove them out. Shuttle them in. Shove yeah. them out. <laughs> Just rotate them nonstop. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what you got to start doing with the running backs, too. I mean, Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, shove them in, shove them out. They're all the same. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's it. Kareem Hunt. Shove Kenny Pickett out. Long. Don't put him back in. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, shove out completely. I don't understand. Again, mention Kenny Pickett. Any game that he finishes in, He's only had one loss. Every other game he's actually played completely in, he's won. That's why I end up having the argument, too, as well, that he's a good game manager. Because then he's in the game. He makes a difference. You also have that mobility as a quarterback that Trubisky lacks. But, I mean, he's like 10-1 and one or 11-1 and one as a quarterback. Yeah. Which makes, If he plays the whole I, game, I, which is mind-blowing. I think, 
I think Kenny Pickett's unlucky. Here's why. If the number 13's unlucky, I got a stat for you. Kenny Pickett has played, uh, what, I think it was, he's got 13 uh, touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and I and I think 13 games, I think, that he's actually mm. played or whatever like that. So here's some numbers for you right there. <laughs> Not a fan of the number 13. That's why he should probably stick to eight. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. But yeah, what do we got anything on the 49ers Jaguars game before we move on or cuz by week makes a go. difference. There you go. There you go. They well, we're going to go to another bird, a bird game here. We got the uh, uh Kyler Murray Cardinals uh defeating the Falcons 25-23 in one of the other games that ended with a field goal as well. My thing is Kyler Murray, he runs around, runs around, runs around, but uh that's fun and entertaining, but I mean, if he's your franchise quarterback, I I, I'm the jury's still out with him. So that's, that's all I got in that uh, bird fest. <laughs> Did anybody actually watch that game? Uh, birds, maybe. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. Sky view. <laughs> yeah, Skyview, right? Perched yeah. on top. <laughs> so fun fact, from what I saw on one of like the Pittsburgh accounts on X, I think this is the first time I've ever been on the show and actually said X out loud instead Ooh. of Twitter. So this is a change, but, uh, yeah, that, I don't. That's such a weird adjustment, but I'm I'm glad you're able to do an X just like you're able to spell your name, Ed. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the little things, the little things. It's what makes you tick in life, you know. That's a kind but, of. But uh, anyways, one of the Pittsburgh accounts on X ended up saying, "I think going into this weekend's game, Kyler Murray might be one of the quarterbacks that the Steelers could go after." So I don't know mm. if they'd be drafting this upcoming year. But if they ended up going for Kyler Murray, I don't know how I feel about that. Like Kenny Pickett, obviously, I just said what I said about him. But Kyler Murray, like Ed said, runs around the pocket. He runs around all day, scrambles all day, all day, nowhere, still running. (laughs) And somebody ends up all the time on X. You always end up seeing somebody tweet out saying or post. Tweet out on X, post, whatever. I don't care. It's not X, my yeah, I know, but, right. We're going back to Twitter. It's back to Twitter again. Yeah, we're going back to tweets, not posts. Yes. But anyways, he runs around like a child trying to get something taken away from him. And you see it every single time whenever Kyler Murray runs. And you see that child running away with the goodies, with the candy that he just stole off the <laughs> table. That's Kyler Murray. I 100% see it. I know he'd be an improvement for Pittsburgh if they ended up having him. But who else is out there? Are you able to draft somebody that's better? Because Kyler Murray, face it, whenever it comes to video games, Call of Duty Black Ops came out on Friday. There's a reason he's, why he he's didn't banging come on back the last week. He's banging. He didn't come back last week. He wanted to wait till release week and play <laughs> his game on Friday. <laughs> end up playing Saturday on college, and then Sunday end up running around and barely squeaking out a victory. But mm. nonetheless, I mean, the whole entire – Atlanta team and their debacle with Bijan Robinson, you have to feel for. And I, had, the coach had some long-winded explanation on the usage. Five minutes, I think. Five minute long. Yeah, five yeah. minutes. I mean, who's who's sitting down watching that? I mean, I, I sent it to you. Yeah, I yeah that's how I. I actually listened it. to it, and I'm like, I don't want to listen to it anymore. Yeah, you ended up zoning out. I just saw it, and I'm like, this just seems long-winded, and I didn't end up even going any further, but. It just sounds like the Falcons organization is dealing with a minor mess and minor might be a little less emphatic <laughs> and emphasized than anything else. The tale of two inept organizations. Yeah, that's Without a doubt. Because <laughs> think about this. If they trade Kyler Murray, they're going to end up with another runner like that with Caleb Williams if they had a number one pick. If he mm. wants to play there too. 
I know. That's yeah, the thing. that's true. How much yeah. crying would be going on in those stands in Arizona? Because honestly, Taylor, I mean, Murray, I mean, not Murray, um, Caleb Williams does the same thing Murray does. And he's going to get a rude awakening. Well, his rude awakening should have been Notre Dame. For real, for real. Yep. But that's the closest thing to the pros. He How many interceptions? Get. He had three interceptions that game, too. Yeah. He had turnovers in this last game, too. Well, he has the most fumbles in FBS since yeah. in the last two years because he, he he thinks he's Patrick Mahomes and he, he he's not. <laughs> he's not. Mm. He can, he could he could spin the rock though. I, I'd still I I would still definitely uh, look at him. I, and I I do think I would rather have uh, Caleb Williams over Kyler Murray. I know it's just me, just me. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> moving on, moving on. <laughs> Detroit Lions. Hey, let's go Lions. Forty-one thirty-eight over the Chargers, who always put up a lot of points and lose. Detroit Lions football. <laughs> Ain't nobody ever said that. <laughs> yeah. What a surprise but this I'm going to say this. My Super Bowl prediction of the Browns and Detroit or Dallas is damn near almost in effect. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, if Detroit get home field up in Detroit, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Golf man. is the man. <laughs> I mean, honestly – Let's. I want to cut this game into two. Honestly, mm-hmm. the Chargers are so close to almost being good. Right, right. Like I've, you have Keenan Allen, you have Austin Eckler, you have Herbert that we already kind of mentioned earlier on. But like right away, three players. Like that's kind of like what you're. If I'm comparing it to Steelers of the past, that's who your Ben Roethlisberger should be. That's who your Le'Veon Bell is, and your Antonio Brown. Yep. That's exactly it, but obviously Herbert, there's still you have to figure that out with him, and I mean he's got a pretty decent contract, but the Chargers are so close to almost being that good, and Keith mentioned the Raiders being in second place or something. The division just isn't that good, so they have a chance still. Yeah, it's just they're not succeeding like the Guardians did in the division when it's weak, and they should be. And think if about I could this. Compare that and change sports. No, I, I, think I, I'm about glad you this. Did it makes sense to me, but you mentioned Guardians, and I'm just, I'm so mad and at them. Think right about now. this. <laughs> L.A. Chargers coach is getting fired at the end of the season. Because you got to think they also got defensive talent too. Cleo Mack, Derwin James, yeah, Joey Bosa, yeah. Well, they, they give up a lot Man. of points, I'll tell you that. I don't, I don't know who their oh. defensive coordinator is, but it's, it's not Joe Woods, is it? <laughs> Everybody getting fired up there. Mm. For real. But you know Everybody who's not getting, getting fired? fired? Any of the coaches and Dan Campbell in Detroit. That's right. They're, yes. they're, kneecap, they're kneecap biting, and, and they're moving on. That's what Everybody thought it was a joke back then, but now <laughs> they really are laughing, laughing for real. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what, though? It just shows the, the you know, when you, you bring in a culture – of I don't know what you want to call his culture, but obviously he gets the the players to play hard. And I think I think yes. the real reason why they're winning in Detroit is let's be real, Jared Goff is not as bad as what a lot of people thought he was. He's actually oh, no. thriving, mm-hmm. and, and you know it, him in a dome all day. I mean he he, he has I was I, I liked him coming out of college actually, and I thought he would be a good pick for the Browns, but probably not because him having to play outside in the cold weather. But you know you put a, a, a kid in the dome, and, and I mean gosh. 
I mean, that's why I think the Browns, look, they even look at Deshaun Watson, a lot of these players, like, you know how good the Browns' offense would be if they had a dome? Like, I just, they're built for a dome, I think. And a lot of these teams, their high-powered offenses are. And it's just, I don't know. I, I love to see the, the, the weather. And, and you, sometimes you see Denver with the snow games and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, it's fun to watch. But if I was actually at the game, uh, just put me in 70 degrees. Let me take off my coat Thank inside you. a dome. And let me Thank just uh, use my, my vocal my cords to to get my message across on defense. Plus, if I try to eat a hot dog, it won't freeze. That matters. That matters. Hot dog you matters. Know, honestly, being at enough Browns versus Steelers games near the end of the year, no matter what, either perspective for me, if you end up going to Pittsburgh, it's outside. If you end yeah. up going to Cleveland, it's outside. Mm-hmm. Either way, I've had a ton of fun going to those games. But, man, if it would be 70 degrees and in a dome, back <laughs> on, uh, much, right? instead of holding on to my hot chocolate and my yes. frozen hands and my tons of layers. Yes. and having the warmers on your hands and everything. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. and you have 13 hats on, 13 <laughs> hoodies, and then you end yes. up having 13 jerseys. And you get sick anyways. And, the, and you're sick anyways the next day anyways. No matter what you do, you're sick. You're, you've got to cough. You don't feel good. You're sore. Mm-hmm. You're tired. You know, usually you'd be okay even the next day, and then you just wake up a Browns fan, and then you realize you're really sick usually after that game. That was that was that that was very well played, very well played. <laughs> very well played. And I for guess that, we're we'll moving see on. Sunday, right? <laughs> that, was, that was really good. You know, this is Browns week, so hey, let the trash talking commence here. But uh, that's why I came sir. back. Yeah, that's why. How convenient! How convenient! He comes back for this week. Yeah. Too but bad double- my hairline can't though. You see this? Well, Jesus. Hey. It's all right. It's all what right. What kind of hair care sponsors do we have out there? Do we have anyone yet? Anybody? <laughs> uh, Tweet well, us we, at We Like Sports. We like sports. Yeah, always the, the consummate professional looking for sponsors, no matter what. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could use something. I mean, we have Mike, so much, so many coach, great products. Your coach wants you to follow his lead. Oh, Stefanski with this? No, Mike no. Tomlin. Oh, Tomlin. Tomlin. You're telling me to go bald and just go with the beard? <laughs> That's what be your the coach first wants. to tell me that. Well, let's uh, let's go to Commanders and Seahawks if this isn't riveting enough. <laughs> 20, another game that ended in a field goal. That's why I can't, you know, 29-26, Seahawks get it done. Uh, Commanders, uh, Riverboat Ron, some of his decisions that he makes by – not going for two. And then, you know, there's a lot of people getting on them. I mean, I think Howell's playing okay. Uh, they put up points. They just, they, they find ways to lose. And that's, I, I think they need a new direction. And, and I just in think, I just think the Ron Revere days is basically over. And honestly, this would probably be the opportunity for um, Eric Beanie to be head coach. Sleeping with the enemy, the enemy. <laughs> Yeah, it's a private opportunity to be a head coach. If you guys don't know what that means, because think about like, this, oh, he got Sam Howell balling out. Yeah, I, I was gonna end up going. He into got that Sam one. Howell playing. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I said Sam Howell's balling. I said that. I just, I, I feel Howell like just, balling out. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do you want to get in your one-liner? Before? I have to. That Sleeping with the Enemy, that was an old Chris Berman on ESPN primetime. It was a movie, Sleeping with the Enemy. So every time Eric B. Enemy, it was Sleeping with the Enemy. I had, you know, there's a little history for all you people that are young and not old like I am. Okay, we're moving on, Peyton. Vince. God, um, I love you so much because, you know, <laughs> like it's that one-liner right there. 
it's just so quirky, just kind of like that the Indian guy and Chris <laughs> Berman in Longest Yard almost. Like oh, it's almost man. similar. Oh, <laughs> I, just, I, 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 you know, I try. I, 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 oh, here's the, here's the thing. So, um, I, I got mad at somebody at work today. This, this, okay, we're gonna go Raiders Jets here, and we won't speak too much because we got to get the guys coming on, but, um, you guys know about the Heidi Bowl? Do you, Peyton? Do you yeah. know about the Heidi Bowl? I know about okay. the Heidi Bowl. He knows about the Heidi Bowl, and and I, this this guy they Frank, had her on there before the game came. They up. had her on. Okay, so, Heidi Klum. Yeah. No, oh, well, that's the hey, only no. one I think of. Okay, well here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. So so I get mad at Frank at work. Shout out to Frank at work, but he's a big Raiders fan, and okay, he's you got older a Frank than I at am. work. I got a Brandon at work. That's why I gave Brandon the shout out. Is because I yeah, Frank everybody's got somebody at work. Yeah, uh, Keith's got an Ed at work as well. So. Uh, <laughs> Ed's a Cincinnati fan. He wasn't too happy to see me today. And that's that's oh. too bad. Sorry, Ed. Sorry. But here's the thing, Frank at work, big Raiders fan, big Raiders fan, older than I am. Okay. And I said, I, I mentioned this before this game even was played uh, earlier this past week. I said, the Heidi Bowl. He looked at me like, what is, am I talking about? My dad. Shout out to my dad who taught me civic pride, taught me 88 counties in Ohio, taught me everything to be a good American. Okay. He told me about the Heidi Bowl game. And what it was, was in 1968, the Jets were at the Oakland Raiders. And what had happened yeah. was, the game was on NBC, and yep. Heidi was a movie. It was this little girl, Heidi. I, I don't know It's I don't know if it was a Disney movie, but it was a Heidi kind of movie where this little girl, mm -hmm. and she does her thing or whatever like that. So they cut the, the game off, and they put Heidi on instead because Heidi was supposed to come on at 7 o'clock or whatever like that. And what happened was Daryl Monica led the Oakland Raiders back to beat uh, Namath and the Jets, and they won that yes. game. But nobody knew about it. We didn't have ESPN at the time. And I think at the time now it's the AFC champ. Well, the AFL championship at that time too, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So people would call up New York Times. They called up NBC and said, look, we, we don't know who won the game. And because of the Heidi Bowl, they'll never, ever take a game off. If they put a game on, even if they if they go to extra bonus coverage and talk the conclusion of the game because of the Heidi Bowl. and because Okay. Of and that yeah. was back when they had like the strict start and stop. Yes, exactly. You didn't have yes. the DVR like you have nowadays, and yes. you could end. You ain't had none of that stuff. Five minutes later, right? Exactly. Yes. yes. Oh, you ain't yes. had yes. none of that stuff. That, back that's then. the history of that. And we, I won't go into the game. Obviously, the Raiders won sixteen to twelve. We talked a little bit about the coach and everything, and, and the philosophy and, and the culture that he's bringing. But we'll have our guests talk more about that. But um, to jump back really quick, though, about the Commanders. I yeah, wanted to comment on one thing. Yeah. Sam Howell's leading the NFL in passing yards. Yep. <laughs> Dead serious. Uh, that's what I said. I'll call, Casey, get I'll call Casey right now, and he'll end up pulling up the stat check-in, too, because he's our source usually. Yeah, shout out to Casey and his, <laughs> whatever he's doing. You know, he's, he's probably playing softball. Yeah, I, I I miss him, but then then I think about his Baker Mayfield thing. jersey on. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, he's got some weird. I don't know. I or with his um, Miles Straw jersey. I know what is what what is that about? I don't know. I don't know. But he used to have a Casey Kochman one too. He probably <laughs> still does. He got it because of their names were similar. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Like but. I said, if Miles Straw is starting in center field next year, he must be in the Illuminati or something. <laughs> got some photos of someone right you got some photos well, no, we can do we can preview tonight's monday night game uh broncos and bills uh broncos country let's ride bills I, i've said this all year and i know uh they lost last week what to cincinnati 24 to 18 there's nothing wrong with the bills i know they're what five and four but they just mm -hmm. don't look like the elite bills teams that we saw the last two to three years 
I don't know what it is. Well, I kind of know what it is. They can't run the football. And I don't think their defense is as good as what it used to be. Uh, so what are your thoughts yeah. going into tonight? I think the Bills win this game. They're at home. They're seven-point favorites. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be as convincing as what probably it should. And the Broncos, they're coming off uh, – uh, you know, they shocked the Chiefs a couple – was it last Broncos week? Broncos are playing well. So, yeah, they're playing well. I mean, as well as well can be. I still think there's going to be a divorce between uh, Sean Payton and uh, Russell Wilson at the end of the year, but we'll see. A lot of guaranteed money again, probably. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's going to be hard to come out that contract. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think they like each other. That's the thing. I think it's more than just money. I think they hate each other. <laughs> They're going to have to learn the kumbaya. And they might. Yeah, I mean, they might. Well, hey, we got. Hey, thanks. Uh, shout out to Aaron right there. He got a. Hey, there you go. Who needs a Casey when you got Damn an Aaron? Woo. Hey, there's there. 783 yards. TJ Stroud. Wow. Six twenty-six. I like. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Cass. Thank you. That is ridiculous. Uh, what's the math there? A hundred twenty something yards difference. Yeah. And mm-hmm. CJ Stroud uh, again. You ended up having CJ Stroud, the number two pick. Bryce Whoa, Young, again, boy. Alabama quarterback, first overall. Coming up short. Coming up short. <laughs> well, well, I know the Carolina owner right now just looking at itself like, I can't believe this. And, now, and that like, will set your franchise back five more years. And the Bears could very well do the opposite, or else they could do the same thing. They have, I think I saw they're expected to get the first overall, and then they get fifth as of going into last yeah, weekend. exactly. So, I mean, Carolina's pick. You'll end up getting uh, – you'd get a quarterback probably because Justin Fields – do you trade him? Yes. I do whatever I can to get rid of him, yes. It might Not- just be – I don't think he's tradable, though. Like, I think you might just have to end up cutting ties with him. Why? Somebody's going to need a backup. It's going to be one of those trades, kind of like Josh Dobbs. You're not getting starter in return. Like, there's so many guys that got drafted, like Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Oh. All in the same category because they were drafted first overall, huge expectations. One got an opportunity to end up starting, sucked at it. You have some guy, Tyson Baguette, that was (laughs) – He was actually a D2 quarterback. Yes. And then ended up transferring his last year and ended up going – it was a smaller school. I knew you guys were talking about it last week, but yeah, it was, I, I didn't uh, know the school. I knew it was D two though. But he was D two, and I want to say he eventually ended up transferring to like D one that last year. But like his mindset and his post game interviews, and like I guess you could say just his poise in general. He's like a leader just because it's so unexpected. You play D two; those guys have heart, but you never hear it the same way as you do a guy D one from Alabama or Ohio State or. Duke or Oregon, you name the college, you don't have the same, like, everybody expects a Chip Kelly to end up transitioning into the NFL, but they don't expect a D2 quarterback right, right. to end up succeeding. Well, and I guess that's why it makes such a good story, too. And also, see you later. And also, you got to look at it also, since they've really had their ass kissed since they stepped on a division one campus. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Really, they had that entitlement and they really never held themselves accountable. Mm. Yeah. I mean, where Tyson Baggett, a billion times even. Right. Where Tyson Baggett then had to literally work for everything he's had. Cause yeah. division two is partial scholarships. 
And then it's, he probably got the division one. He probably wasn't a scholarship athlete at first. So he's mm-hmm. basically had to scrap for everything he's got. I want I want to I want to give a I want to give a, a, a clap. Keith, let's, let's give uh Peyton Vince a, a round of applause here. He went around the NFL first time. He went around the NFL. Let's give Peyton, let's just do that. I went around the NFL. You went around the NFL. Hey, right did we do the Browns? Are you dizzy? Game? Are you dizzy right we now? We didn't yet. I, hey, I'm not we... that dizzy because we didn't do the Browns game, I think. We didn't do the Browns game. How could I forget? How could I forget? Well, my... You tell yeah. us. Because because well, here's why. Here's why. Because I think when we first started the show, Keith and I, we did we did mention it, and I and I just thought to myself, self, I was gonna I was gonna wait for for Phil Robinson to come on because when he talks Raiders, I'm gonna have to talk Browns. It's it's what old OGs do. It's what OGs do. But well, uh, I'm gonna end up heading out though when Phil Robinson joins. Okay, I'm not gonna end up giving the spotlight all towards okay. us. I'm well, gonna... okay, then you okay, Peyton Vince, you tell us about the Browns and Ravens yesterday. Then okay, <laughs> Browns versus Ravens. Here we yes. go. This was some of my notes too. And, and yes. for one, I want to end up hitting back on with the Raiders thing for Phil. If he ends up wanting to end up talking about it, I want to hear what his thoughts are about Aaron Rodgers saying that he's going to be back by mid December okay. now with his okay. Achilles because he decided to do that on Sunday Night Football. Um, apparently, somebody on Twitter, I think it was kind of funny. I got a little cackle out of it. But is Aaron Rodgers just upset that the spotlight's on Kelsey and Swift? He's trying to prove science that he needs to shake that scientific. off. Yeah, he's trying to shake off that Achilles injury. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> so I wanted to end up mentioning for one, if we ended up doing a player of the game, I know we don't, but if we ended up doing one in that first half, Mike Ford, huge yeah. hits going into the half. Then right afterwards on Lamar out of bounds, next play he gets an interception. Yes. Going right into nice. halftime. Not, no interceptions before in the past for him. For any team that he's played with, I think they said four teams during the broadcast that he's played with. First one happened on Sunday for him after playing however many years. Right away you assume four, but it's only four teams, so who knows? Statistics are always scattered. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, but I also kind of heard the answer today at work as well with, trusted acquaintance brandon slash friend <laughs> but uh why didn't stefanski trust dustin hopkins going into half um i think honestly with a being a 60 yard field goal and the fact that nothing went right in the first half and if that kick gets blocked and Ravens have blocked our field goal. Well, Tucker and Tucker had just got blocked earlier on in the yeah. game. I think he figured if Tucker the got blocked, then and maybe think about it. Thought... And if the Ravens return that block kick to the yeah. house, game's yeah. literally over. Because you got to think, Baltimore came out in the second half and scored immediately. And then instead of it being, I think sixty, I think sixty is just too far for him. Maybe, yeah. Instead I, I, of I mean, it being maybe, twenty-three yeah. to nine, you possibly looking at a thirty to nine. And there's so, no way you get back after that. Because people talk about they were saying he was kicking 60 yard um in, in, in pregame or whatever like that. But that's not that that's not uh, that's not with court. 11 people Seven coming people after you. People jumping up and you know right. what I'm saying. And now teams trying to do like Miles Garrett did, jump over the line now. Yeah. And a so, longer field goal kick is a shorter trajectory, too. Yeah. My buddy from work ended up saying too what he heard, the theory 
was because there was still some time left on the clock. And if Hopkins would have missed, they would have ended up having the ball at midfield. And Justin Tucker also had a huge that could throw a 60 yard or two. Yeah. That makes sense as well. And plus the field goal block thing. Browns aren't winning that game if that's a field goal block, let alone a field goal block return. Right. Um, why that would be also disaster hit. going in halftime. Oh, think about it. Momentum's as, huge. As bad as they play, and they've come within one score at half. Yeah. And then so they do all that, and, halftime, and you get a field goal blocked, and they return it to the mm-hmm. house. Man, everybody be talking about fire defense. <laughs> yep. Could you say deflated afterwards? Woo. And then uh, think about this. Then as soon as Lamar and come out after halftime, he throws a pass, slant to Odell Beckham, and he takes it to the house. That's game. Yeah. There's no way the Browns coming back after that. You'd be fizzled out so quickly. <laughs> but right. I wanted to end up talking about, too, with Watson. It's funny because I ended up telling Ed, too, earlier before the show that I ended up having some notes jotted down. And I actually – did it before and after here because I looked back at my notes and I ended up looking at them and I'm like, you know, it really was a tale of two halves because of it. Initially, two I put football games. Watson's ankle injury. He should learn how to slide like he's a $250 million quarterback <laughs> if that's going to be the case with his ankle. And then after I read that, after jotting it on from a piece of paper off the good old iPhone, hashtag not a sponsor yet, if you are, if you're interested yeah, hey, in hey, like sports PC, no shame here. Apple. Um, but uh, in the second half, he played like a $250 million quarterback. Also, mm-hmm. did you guys just get this update Well, as well? I don't know if you want to have it as part of your breaking news, Ed, but uh, got some news on the AL Rookie of the Year. No, go ahead. Go hmm. go ahead. Break it. Go ahead. We have you had Tanner Bybee, you had Gunnar Henderson, and you had Tristan Cassis from the Red Sox. Gunnar Henderson from Baltimore did win Rookie of the Year ah, for the American League. Um, um, Matt Trigger, you did get a concession from the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shout you out to Matt too. I, I haven't talked to him in a while. Shout out to my dude. Well, we went on his show, like I said, Thursday, and we had our predictions. And his his prediction yeah. he had a 40, 42 to 17 Baltimore, and then his buddy had it 40 to 6. Baltimore. I said, come on now, dude. Come on now. It sounds like a little bit of a Homer syndrome, but uh, <laughs> if we were doing score prediction for the Pittsburgh game, I'm sure it would be something close, but it'd probably be me putting in favor of the Steelers at the end of the day. But, but honestly, when it was 31 to 17, it was on its way to turning into what Matt Trigger said. I mean, it could have yeah. I mean, kudos to the Browns for for hanging and playing tough, but there was moments in the game where it could have got uglier. Yeah, I hey. mean, honestly, I again, never thought they were out of it though. Honestly, I still I thought they. That's I the homer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out, because usually I would be on Stefanski's ass, but I couldn't blame Kevin. This would have <laughs> been a loss. This would have been a loss squarely on the players. Because Kevin ain't throw a pick six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin ain't fumble a punt. No, he didn't. Kevin's the defense made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. And they still hung in there. So it was really a game where the players, if they would have lost, 
the blame would have went squarely on them. That's true. And I mean, honestly, too, I, I don't know if it's really a Homer thing, though. I think like I kind of could agree with Keith in yesterday's game is that that was probably the first time just watching a Browns game. It seemed like, again, in a rivalry game, it seemed like they had a legitimate chance at actually coming back and winning that. They, I mean, momentum was on their side. Never thought you they never saw a Browns game like that in a long yeah. time. You never had the belief that okay, they're going to actually come down, score, drive, and win this game because they were moving the football. That's what the offense was well, moving. They weren't three and outs, and, and they look were getting... at them playing like a team though throughout that whole entire game. I mean, I didn't even touch on this, and you guys might later on, but look at the offensive line. You had Wyatt Teller pancake somebody, <laughs> no, was... Cedric Tillman pop yes! somebody and flex them. Yes, yes. I mean. You're playing like a team, and then on top of it, you had that defensive – I guess it would be mechanism. That's not even the right wording. But you have that defensive effort, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And then from the offense – or I should say the offensive line effort. I got lost in thought there. But then from the offense again, you had Jerome Ford. This was the huge momentum thing. This gives you guys hope as well as David Njoku. Look at Najoku trucking over people yeah, the, for an yeah, additional when, seven yeah. to eight yards. And then Jerome Ford has a run that's maybe five to eight yards. But then about they end up doing the – what's it called in Philadelphia? The scrum. The scrum. You, you know what Ford stands for? And I, I tweeted this out. Uh, forged over Ravens defense. Oh, gee. <laughs> I thought it was found on road dead. Well, I put that one first, and then I switched. <laughs> <laughs> and think about it. The Tillman hit on Van Noy set the tone. The game changed after that. Because then what the Brown, that statement Tillman did, Tillman did, told Baltimore, look, we not Seattle, and we are not Detroit. We are in the AFC North with you. So, hey, game on. Yep, and the best part is, is if you're a Browns fan, you don't have to play Baltimore again, Thank unless you. if it's Week 18, <laughs> right, or in the playoffs. That's it. Like that's it, it, unbelievable. But and they it, played like a team for the first time in a long time, yes. and you saw the effort all around. You saw, yes. I mean, Deshaun Watson, fourteen of fourteen is unheard of in a second yes. half, and, and it was just the Mark Cooper one was defense. open all the time. Yes, and he was double teamed. Oh, it looks like Phil's coming up. Well, I will let Phil have his time to shine. I know you guys are going to end up hitting on the Raiders now, probably yep. the Browns. So make sure in the comments and on Twitter, tweet at us, comment below, hashtag Raider Nation, because we got some good Raiders guys coming on. Yep. Make sure you play that cool video package, too. I heard somebody's cool ends up doing that. So when Phil comes on. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, make sure to follow us on Twitter at We Like Sports PC. Follow me personally at Peyton Vince, P A Y T O N V I N C E. And we'll see you guys soon. Enjoy the rest right. of the day. Take care, yes, guys. Yep. All right. Yes. All right. Now let's uh, let's get going here. And uh, what we'll do is yes, we have a special guest coming on, but. Uh, we have a little uh, video tribute here, so we'll play this first. We are joined by host of the Unfiltered Truth Podcast. He is a writer for RaiderRamble.com and a Las Vegas Raiders outsider. Bill Robinson III joins us.
Run up. Come. That's how you set the tone, man. Good job. Good job. That brain. I like it. Get that juice. I see you. Come on, let's go. That's right. That's right. That is how you set the tone. And we're going to set the tone right now. Bringing in my guy, Phil Robinson, the third. What is going on, Phil? You set the tone, boy. That's how you set the tone. <laughs> right. What's right. up, Phil? What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I know you're doing pretty good, too. It's a day after a win. So, hey. <laughs> Monday is always a good day, brother. It's always a good day. Hey, <laughs> y'all are in second place. Second place, and think about this: y'all doing it with a rookie quarterback, and he's playing well. Actually, yeah. playing better. Actually, playing a lot better than most people are giving him credit for. Now, now, talk to us about and the talk and, and educate the We Like Sports audience about how you see. Obviously, the Raiders made a, a head coaching change, and obviously, uh, Pierce, their new head coach. Tell us what you feel and what you see, not only in on the field with the two wins against the Giants and the Jets, but how do you think the teams feel? And it looks like the, the morale's higher. I saw Devontae Adams dancing around after the game on social media. So it's been fun to watch the, the, the transformation of the Raiders into some fun football, but obviously fun means winning. So so what do you, what do you see with the Raiders moving forward with this coaching change and, and, and with the, the wins? So allow me to age everybody on the panel real quick. Um, do you remember what the Raiders used to be? Yeah. Uh, commitment to uh, win, win. Commitment to uh, excellence. Yeah, yeah. Not, not just commitment to excellence, not just just win, baby, but the way they used to play, the way they used to carry themselves, the way they used to go about their business, the way that they used to incite the fan base to the rabid maniacs that they are today. They play Black like hole. the AFC North. So for the last 20 years, 25 years, we'll say, the Raiders lost their way. They lost their identity. They lost their sense of who they were. And for the last 25 years, they've spent that time trying to be somebody else. And that would be it because Al was in the, in the dwindling days of, of his life. And, you know, he was, he was trying to do something the way that he used to do it and could no longer do it that way be it that Mark was taking ownership and trying to do everything he could but be out. <laughs> and and in some cases, the apple don't fall far from the tree. And when you finally stop trying to be somebody else and you finally start being who you are, things tend to fall into place. And this team of guys that they have are, some, are, are not nice guys. So they are professionals. They work hard. They do what they need to do in order to succeed. But they're not nice guys. They're not clean cut, crew cuts. They'll never, they'll never be on the Yankees, none of them. <laughs> but when you give them somebody who allows them to be themselves, who allows them to go about their business the way that they see fit and doesn't try to mess with that, doesn't try to interject themselves and make them change, what got them to this point in the first place is what you're seeing now and encouraging them to be the men that they are, the players that they are, and to play the way that got them to this point is ultimately what's going to continue to engineer success. Antonio Pierce, I see you with the Compton hat on. I'm sure everybody in the world has heard the stories. Everybody, oh my God, the NWA, how yeah. He grew up in the LA Raiders. The last the last city to see the Raiders win a championship. 
Yes. Yeah, that was in, a Marcus Allen and company. In the heyday, when they were the Raiders, when they had the swag, when they had the but when they had it all, when every when you threw on that silver and black, and it was a whole snap. Here come the it's Raiders week. Y'all better watch out. We got late hits, sucker punches, and all that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. You're uh, absolutely right. Lester Hayes was to stick them. Uh, to me, I'm old school. I, I'll date myself. I'm, I'm 43, but I remember I, I wasn't around, but I remember the, the silver and black, obviously in the 80s, the art shell. But I love the stories of the Steelers and, and the Raiders in the 70s and those AFC championship games. Now, those were some fun, hard hitting games. And uh, Jack Tatum and, you know, obviously there were some. <laughs> yeah, that that's the Raiders that uh, I think that, uh, that they need to go Stabler. back. Hmm. Okay. And see, but but that feeling that the two of you have right now, just to look in your eyes right there, said, you know what it meant to be a Raider. Yeah. And mm-hmm. starting to see it come back. That's wow. Now, the, what the, 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 go ahead, oh, Keith, go ahead, Keith. I was going to ask Phil, what do you think was um, Josh McDaniel's ultimate undoing in Las Vegas? What was his ultimate undoing in Las Vegas? Now, that is a rather pointed question. So let me ask you. I, my podcast is called The Unfiltered Truth. So how filtered do you want this? Hey, give it to me, the truth. Yeah, hey, that's, yeah, how, we don't want hey, that's how we bring it. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> that's how we bring it. Said Josh McDaniels is a Midwestern conservative. Mm. And it was never ever going to work with the Raiders. <laughs> Damn. He might as well stay out the AFC West. Let's just say that. He might as well stay out of head coaching, period. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think any player is going to relate. Go back home to, to pop to him. Uh, yeah, that's where he, he'll be there next year. You, you don't need to worry. He'll be there next year, or if not next year, the year after, but he's going back. Or he can go coach Warren Harden or Ken <sighs> yeah, he's from Yeah, he's from obviously Ohio, Kent McKinley. And, well, you yeah. know what? I, I, let me let me walk that back. There are a couple places that I sincerely hope he goes to coach. <laughs> Los Angeles and Kansas City. <laughs> oh, I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, wow. Because, uh, yeah, because the Chargers getting rid of um, Deuce Staley. Staley. I will start a GoFundMe salary myself <laughs> just so he never leaves. Oh. <laughs> now, a question for because I think you know, obviously, um, you know, you guys have beaten the Giants, you've beaten the Jets, you, you scored 30 points when you beat the Giants, and, and now obviously, this was a more low scoring game, but. To fix the Raiders because they had very much struggled offensively, not scoring over 20 points. To me, if the Raiders scored 20 points or above, they, they're they're very much in a predicament to win the game. I, you know what I'm saying? They got a good defense, Max Crosby, you know what I'm saying? But their trouble is scoring points. Do you think just by the change to Antonio Pierce, do you think just them going to work being happy, you know what I'm saying? I, especially Devontae Adams, let's be real. As he goes, the Raiders go and, and with Jacobs. Um well, do you see them actually becoming better offensively moving forward this year? Because that's what they need to do. I think to win these games, they're going to have to score average over, you know, 21 at least, I would say. They can't, they can't, 16, 17 points a game isn't going to get it done. So do you, do you see them fixing that a little bit? So it's an interesting thing that you bring that up because there's a slightly different way to look at that. They blew the doors off the Giants. 
I knew they were going to blow the doors off the Giants. I predicted it. The Jets have a top 10 defense in this league. They do. They do. Uniquely suited and probably one of the most complete defenses in the league. It wasn't going to be a cakewalk for anybody, not to mention the fact that Aiden O'Connell has outplayed, outperformed nearly every elite quarterback that played the Jets in terms of QPR, in terms of turnovers. And granted, the touchdown numbers weren't there, but anybody, the touchdown numbers aren't there for anyone. The fact that he was able to limit his mistakes, not turn the ball over past that first one, the sacks got a little crazy and sometimes, but the, the 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 short answer to your question is yes. They believe that they I believe they will get better offensively as they continue to go along. Now the long answer to your question is is that it was it had very little to do with coaching and more to do with the fact that they needed to make a change in the quarterback position. Mm. I've said it before Ooh. many times on my other show, on my shows, and in my writing. The Raiders are a playoff team with an average quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, James Richard Garoppolo. He doesn't even <laughs> full government. That's how bad he stuck. Mm. Brian Hoyer, the man was 0-13 in his last 13 games. That's nearly a straight season of losing. How he continued to collect a check is beyond me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it does, it does, you know what I'm saying? You get quarterback, you get more production. I mean, I, I – yeah, that should do it. I mean, uh, you know, okay, so with the Raiders, like, you know, I, I always like to talk about what fans, you know, because obviously the on-field, we, we can get into X's and O's, and that's fun and all that. But, you know, I, as a Cleveland Browns fan, I saw my team leave and obviously go to Baltimore, and then we get the reiteration of, of a bad uh, expansion team since 99. Now they're starting to hopefully turn the corner with Deshaun Watson. But what's it like to be to, – to, to me, like, you got – Couple couple sets of Raiders fans. You got obviously those that are true Oakland diehard Oakland fans, and that they're obviously going to always believe the Raiders belong in Oakland, which I do. I do. I feel bad for the city of Oakland and, and their fans. But then you got Raiders fan will ride or die with Raiders, no matter where they are, whether it be L.A., Vegas, or, you know what I'm saying. And I get that, and that's why I think it's a different fan base than most franchises like you know if you're a Clevelander you're a Cleveland Browns fan you're if you're a Raiders fan I don't think the city much matters as much as it does to other franchises and I think that that's what sets you guys apart from that so so what is it like to be now that they're in Vegas is it a different feel is it the people in Oakland still love the Raiders how does how does that work to be a Raiders fan and deal with that dynamic as fans and fandom so that's a that's a multifaceted answer. So I'll keep I'll give you the short version. There there are some there are some that said they were finished and have been and have stayed away, and there are others who said they were finished and came sauntering back, and then there are some that they were going to like myself who said they'd continue to support the team in spirit but not put a dime towards anything, which I still haven't. I've managed to okay. be managed to sit in the front row of the southern end zone i've managed to be in the box uh but i still have yet to come out of pocket one red cent agent mm. stadium wow how beautiful is that stadium it's gorgeous it has it has so it has a lot of the same feel to it as the oakland coliseum but it's in a dome oh wow okay. oh okay 
now let me ask you this because um Oakland, the city of Oakland, and lost really in a sense all three franchises in a period of five years. Is it does it have something to do with the politics there? The reason why they couldn't get a stadium or something built there? So there, there's a huge issue, and the huge issue that's going through is everybody wants ownership of the land that it sits on. Oh, the problem hmm. is, is that the, there's no it's public land, and they can't buy it. Oh, oh. Mm. That, was, that was the initial. That was the hangup on why the NFL wouldn't come to grips with Coliseum City for for the Raiders. And and the A's were also doing their best to block all of that so they could ultimately move to Vegas too. And honestly, I I, I have a whole litany of feelings about that, but that's not why you brought me on here. Oh yeah, well I mean, like I said, I I always feel like this when when it comes to sports. I mean, it's more than just sports on the field; it's also off the field. And you know, obviously with, with us dealing with the Cleveland situation back in the day, yeah, because I mean, we've we we had on Oakland some of that too. Yeah, we've had on Oakland A's guests, and, and you know, they had the displeasure, and I saw their protests over the, the summer months over at different ballparks and things like that. And I, and I feel for them. The Oakland A's belong in Oakland. I mean, it's ridiculous that they're even moving to Vegas. I believe, but I mean, it's. I don't know. I, I, people, people with money ruin things. I'll, I'll just say that. You're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong. You're right about also, that. Definitely right about that. No reason to own a franchise, an MLB franchise, and for what they did in pushing the Raiders out of Oakland to turn around and and then move there, and then go to the same city. That's like MLB, slap in the face. MLB killed that deal and not allowed them to do that. Straight up, should have killed it. They should have been required to pony up the cash because Wolf, Wolf and Fisher are good for it, pay the money, and renovate the stadium and make it a modern-day MLB ballpark. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I, <laughs> it's inexcusable to continue to suck MLB dry from revenue sharing and then say that you got to get up and move because you can't generate anything because you've put nothing into your product exactly yeah that's like okay <laughs> yeah I, I i don't disagree with anything you're saying i, I think it's a, a sad situation and i just i feel bad for the fans of oakland i think that, that, like cleveland oakland has diehard fans they're good fans they've always been good they've always supported their teams and, and, and you know it's not like the raiders games weren't sold out it's not like even oakland i mean they they had their time but just like with the, with the cleveland indians now guardians i mean it, it all depends on you know the ballpark and they've always had larger ballparks in other cities so you know oh it's not filled up well it's it's way bigger than fenway park which only has thirty-two thousand, you know the oakland alameda coliseum is much bigger than that so you know i, I never bought that argument that the, a lot of these owners and, and things it's like they use that big stadium as, as a as a way to, to move then and it's like no you should be getting a better product and getting people and, and you can get cheaper seats and so no I'm, I'm i'm with you on that one so but um right. when it comes I mean, to when, rate i was gonna say when it comes to the a's when you stop fielding the minor league team and sending your best players to the to the top tier organizations as soon as they have mvp years you might actually start to pack your stadium but instead but anytime you look at but it always came down like i said earlier payroll and revenue sharing they paid everything out all of their organizational expenses came from revenue sharing mm -hmm. came out of pocket never 
except for the except for the new billboard that they put out maybe it put on top of the stadium maybe a couple years ago that's been the only improvement that the wow. fishers have to the coliseum in 20 plus years of ownership that's a damn shine uh, yikes, yikes that's a damn shine yeah, and then obviously the Warriors moving to San Francisco. I mean, do, do, does, does Oakland does it still feel like it's still their team, or is there still any resentment from that move? I know it's just across the bay, but it, it, I mean, it's still got yeah money. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Because the Cavs came there Saturday, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even seem the same no. playing Golden State there no. as opposed to playing them at the Oracle. I loved Oracle Arena. There was something. There was something, there was something about LeBron and the Cavs four straight years going to Oracle and playing. To me, it was like the Oakland Warriors. Not, not, not this. You know, I know it's Golden State, but to me, it was Oakland. It was that. It was uh, San Francisco. It's too bougie. It's too. I don't know. It's not. It's like yeah. you said. It's for the upper elites, and it, it's not to me. It's not basketball the way that it was meant to be. And I it's, don't know. It, it's just it's a like, sad thing. It's like the sports best- done filtered out. The average fan, the average consumer. Not, not the, the elite. consumer. Your real, raw, diehard fans. Consumer, yes. They are, are the people that can no longer afford the ticket Correct. price. Yeah. Because Correct. The ticket price, when they went to San Francisco, remember, before in Oakland, the Warriors were damn near the cheapest ticket and the cheapest ticket you can get in the NBA. I would mm-hmm. dare I say I would have said in all of sports, but I mean they're practically giving ace tickets away. Have mm-hmm. been for years, but you take the qual. I mean, literally, you had every star in America coming through the Oakland the Oakland airport, taking a BART directly to the stadium. They didn't even have to touch California soil at mm-hmm. all. They could wow. go straight to the stadium from the airport. Wow. And now and now out there in San Francisco at the Chase Center, it's a it's a nice spot. It's down the street from the Giant Stadium. Yeah. And okay. Okay. It's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful building. They mm-hmm. got the little area set up. It looks cool. It's nice. I'm not knocking that whatsoever. But your ticket price is five times higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Yes. Oh. CSNBA area is still free, or at least with Comcast. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. Um, now, let me ask you a question now. Do they show, come and tell you this, what happened to us in Cleveland when the mm-hmm. original Browns moved to Baltimore? They were showing the Baltimore Ravens games here for three years. <laughs> like, they were still our team. Now, do they still show the Raiders games in Oakland like that? So I'm not in Oakland anymore, but I will say that I'm more towards the Sacramento market. And so the prime time games still get shown out here. Most of the time I see them all. Okay. I don't have now. I will say the Giants game I had to stream and maybe it it had to be a real crummy game that they don't end up not putting on TV for Mm -hmm. us to get it. But I, I will say that gone are the days where you would buy the su- NFL Sunday ticket and still not be able to see the Raiders. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of Sacktown, our Cleveland Cavaliers play the Kings tonight. And how's that new? How's that new arena out in Sacramento? Have you been to it? Yeah, Golden One. Golden One's yeah. nice. It's not Golden okay. One. It is not, okay. That's yeah. And yeah. it's in a good part. It's in a good part of Sac downtown by the Capitol. So okay. There's pl- there's plenty of good food out there. Plenty of scenery. It, it, it's a cool little spot. Safe. All of that stuff. Okay, because I'll still never get over the uh, the Lakers and, and the Sacramento Queens, as Shaq called them, back in, what was it, 2000. They got robbed in that game seven. They got robbed. They got robbed. They got robbed. So bad. <laughs> and that's, I guess I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Love. That's like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> Cry about it. Cry me a river. Lakers won the championship. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. just about to say. I was up there yeah. sitting here like, hey. I don't I don't have the pipes like Justin Timberlake, so I can't do that. Hey. <laughs> Shaq and them uh, got it done when they needed it most. <laughs> they wanted it more. That's they wanted, yeah. they, they want the NBA one of those dollars more, having a Lakers in the finals more. That's what that's what that was all about. But uh, well, well, the funny thing now is that Sac- Sacramento is on the come. And Mike yeah. Brown, Mike Brown is going to have them be a lot better. Look, 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 quite as kept. Don't look. Don't don't be don't be surprised if they turn into the new Warriors. You know what? Former mm. Cavaliers coach Mike Brown have no problem with that. We liked to in Cleveland took us to the finals in two thousand seven, and uh, won Coach of the Year then. So yeah, I have no problem with Mike Brown. Uh, good guy, and uh, hopefully he gets it done. They're, they're a fun team. They're a fun team, the Sacramento Kings, and uh, we'll get to see them. Like I said, on display tonight with the Cleveland Cavaliers at Sacramento uh, later on. So that should be a fun matchup. Um, is there anything like I, I know we had De'Aaron oh. Fox is playing tonight? De'Aaron, oh, is he? Okay. Oh, he is? Oh, I is he? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I haven't yeah. checked the, yeah. I was about to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if he is, that's a good thing. If he's actually, if he's not, it's probably a good thing for my Cleveland Cavaliers because uh, yeah. De'Aaron Fox is pretty good. If, if you haven't heard out there, break that news. De'Aaron Fox is really, really good. But uh, oh, that you know, a he's pretty good. But, uh, you know, we, like it's, all right. Yeah, I, I know we've had you got to get going pretty soon, but we, you know, but we want to have you on again. I know this was kind of short and everything like that, but uh, plug everywhere that you're on. And uh, like I know, like you like to break it down. You're you got your unfiltered, and I love how you how you do that and then kind of play play on words right there. But uh, tell everywhere in the We Like Sports audience where they can find you, and then uh, like I said, we'll put up some promos and things like that, and then we'll have you on again, and uh, and we can talk more in depth about other issues besides just maybe even sports, maybe about civics. And about some things that with, with sports and civics because we love to get into delve into major issues as well. Nice, that sounds awesome. Uh, first and foremost, just Google me, Phil Robinson the third. My name pops up. It's incredible. I never thought you'd be able to Google me, but you can. Have been for a while. <laughs> uh, I write for the RaiderRamble.com. That's where you will find my most recent writing. Uh, I'm getting ready to get started on an article series that is basically checking off the boxes that Antonio Pierce needs to check in order to keep the job full time. As previously mentioned, I host the unfiltered truth. You can find us on YouTube. You can Google, you can Google it. You'll see it on my Twitter, Twitter account, Instagram, all of that good stuff. I've also started a new podcast with uh, my co-host, Alex Monfreda editor at the Raider Ramble. We call it the Raider Ramble cast. So, Mm -hmm. Just like I said, the best thing to do is just pop in my name and you'll see a long list of stuff that I'm doing, have done, or will do. Well, I, 
uh, you know what? Hey, everybody check out Phil That's Robinson the third. He's the guy, especially when you got uh, Raiders questions or issues or un- unfiltered anything. So talk to, to my guy and check him out. And, uh, hey, thanks for joining us. I, I, really good conversation, more than just sports, and I love that. And, uh, hey, we've got to have you on back again. Yes, sir. I, I It was Alrighty. fun. Again, and just for your, your listeners and all that, my DMs are all open. So Ooh, get one shot. On if, you, if, you, if you come with something weak, you will get blocked. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, a play at the plate, slide in those DMs. Nate, we got him. We'll do to catch you here. I'm not pulling off. Ooh, right. Well, you are definitely bringing it. Your Oakland Raiders. I mean, Oakland Raiders. Look at me once again dating myself. Las Vegas Raiders are bringing it. Check out. They'll all check out to a lot of people. They'll always still be known as the Oakland Raiders. It's just like how we talk here when y'all are saying about the Cleveland Indians and stuff like that. Yeah, They'll right. still be known as the Oakland Raiders. The no tribe. Let's go tribe. <laughs> All right, my guy. We'll take it easy. Have a good one. Enjoy sports. Enjoy life. And we will talk to you soon. All right, All right guys, Phil. Nice having you on, brother. Awesome stuff. Okay. Well, you know what, Keith? I know it's uh, coming to a close real quick. But but do you, do you hear that, Keith? Do you? Do you hear that? I, I'm I starting something. to. Yeah, it's something. This is Eddie Columbus with your We Like Sports. Breaking news. That's right. The Michigan Wolverines defeated the Penn State Nittany Lions this past Saturday. As punishment for their sign-stealing scandal, the Wolverines were without head coach Jim Harbaugh. Hey, Big Ten, if you really want to punish Michigan, you would have suspended Nittany Lions head coach James Franklin instead. <clears throat> The Cleveland Browns defeated the Baltimore Ravens 33-31. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson was 6-20 of completing passes in the first half and a perfect 14-14 of in the second half. I'm not going to make a joke about halftime activities. That's too easy. And I'm just glad Watson and the Browns had a happy ending. And finally, the Chiefs had a bye this week, so no Tay-Tay and Travis news. But Travis Kelsey did fly down to Buenos Aires to meet up with Swift, had dinner with her where they received a standing ovation, and kissed her as she was leaving the stage. Like I said, no Aww. news. And this is Eddie Columbus with your We Like Sports! Breaking news. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get to do my real to real. Yeah, we got to, <laughs> yeah we're going fat. We're going to do it for real, for real. Look at that. There it yeah. is. Yes, sir. My for real to real is this. You suspended Jim Harbaugh for the final three games, but really, what has it done? <laughs> I mean, for real, what has it done? What has it done? And trust and trust and believe. <laughs> you didn't catch Harbaugh at these games. <laughs> you caught a dude that probably did it on his own, thinking he can get up in the organizational ladder by showing his worth. Mm. And true enough, I'm going to be honest, it don't mean shit if Ohio State don't beat him in two weeks. Because now you actually gave Michigan something to play for. Damn. (laughs) Just being real. It it, it gave him something to play for. Because I watched the game against Penn State and not once did I feel that Michigan felt threatened in that football game. I, I, I agree. I agree. They did not feel threatened in that football game. Now, they like didn't I throw said, the ball, Keith. They didn't even have to throw it <laughs> at the second half. Hey, you got to give the Michigan um, 
stand-in head coach credit. Yeah, Sharon Williams. He said, you know what? We're going to turn this game into a shrink game, and good luck stopping us. Man, they, they they impose their will in the trenches, and that's what we always talk about on the We Like Sports Show. You know what? And on and Locked On Sports 216, hey, yes, you sir. win in the trenches. You win in the trenches. Yes, oh. and I mean, hey, I mean, for real, for real, who is you? I mean, come on now. All you doing now is jettison you pissed Jim them off, Harbaugh Keith. to the you, you, you pissed them off. You're gonna make Jim Harbaugh go to the league now. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. That's I'm okay. as a Buckeye fan, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but I actually like the fact that he's up at Michigan because now it's a rivalry now. Yeah, they yeah, I know, but I liked it better when we were just kicking their butts. <laughs> I liked it better too, but it got can you admit though it got kind of boring? After yeah, a while? look, a rivalry's not a rivalry unless the, the, both teams yeah. go back and forth. I get yeah, it. I get we, it. We, we was looking past Michigan. Like, the only oh, problem wow. I have, Keith, is this year is is maybe because of last year, and I thought the Buckeyes should have beat Georgia and then win national championship. It just so happens that like when we play each other, we're both gonna be probably one and two and undefeated. It's like when Michigan and Ohio State play and they knock each other off, they really you know the other team down you really really knocked them out of out of stuff and it's just like you know that's the one thing that's heartbreaking but hey i guess it's like the sec with like georgia and alabama and all them hey when you have two elite teams only one can go so i'm okay i'm okay i with will it. say this it will probably be a situation like last year but the only thing is washington has to lose I, that well that's the thing i think a one loss Oregon team. i don't see, I don't yeah. see washington losing that's i don't either I don't, I don't need I, that's why they don't i don't have to play oregon they, right. They already right. beat us. So you're saying if Ohio State goes up to Michigan and only loses by, but barely loses, do you think they could still yeah. get in? Not if Washington don't lose. I know that's the thing. I well, Florida State could lose. I, I think they're the one team. And that maybe, another team that slowly then crept back in it is Alabama. Yeah, they have. Wyatt. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Jalen Milrose. And you'll have Washington will have to lose, and you'll have to pray. Jalen Monroe, Milrow yeah. turning to Captain Kirk and take out Georgia. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... that'd be the only way. And that is the for I got a, I got a, I got something real quick before we go because I, I had we always like to do this. This is in, in favor of, uh, for for Casey who loves 2004. But I actually have one. I actually have a time hop 2004. And speaking of college Mr. football, Baker Straw. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's a Baker Straw. That's right, Baker Straw, Casey. Okay, 2004. Who led the Big Ten in receiving in 2004? I'll give you a hint. He might have played for our favorite NFL team. Terry, I mean, Robisky? Think about it. Uh, think, other, think other team. He, he, let's just say this. He wouldn't have been, he would have been at this. I think he would have been a freshman. This would have been his freshman year. Tig, Tig in June. No, no I think, I, th I think other team, other team, team up, other. No. Eventually was a, a player for the orange and brown. Uh, LeBron James's posse got into it with him at a nightclub. Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> 1,330 yards set a Big Ten record eventually with 39 touchdowns. That still stands Ooh. today, broke broke Anthony Carter's record. And also uh, the other question was, who won the Big Ten in 2004? Was it Michigan? It was Michigan at 7-1. and one. Yeah. They tied Iowa but beat Iowa, so they got to go to the Rose Bowl. So that, that's our Also, 
Also, shout out to Braylon Edwards because okay. even though the Browns had cut ties with him, he had stuck to his word with his oh, scholarship with program. Education and scholarships, yep. Yes, he did. Shout out to Braylon Edwards. Shout, Shout out, out to him. you know, I, no problem. 2007 was fun. Had 16 touchdowns, and he, he, you know, it was it was a fun year. So I, I have no beef against him. Maybe LeBron and his posse does. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Braylon, you good with me, brother? You we is good. good with me. He just wanted to win. He just wanted, yeah. And when okay. and I'm gonna be honest, when you, a lot of people got take for granted that. When you go to these teams and you come from programs that might have lost only two or three times in three, four years, and then you go and then you lose like five times, times that. Yes. You're going to feel a certain type of way. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, how cool was my Compton hat tonight on a scale of one to ten? Nah. Nah, okay, fair enough. Nah, <laughs> and nah. so, well, it was week nine in the NFL, so that nah. makes sense to me. But uh, yes, Keith, sir. before we jump jump off here, do you have any uh, parting shots? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Because I know you got your top ten coming out, so please do that. Yes, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports two one six top ten NFL power rankings. They will be coming out on Wednesday, November the fifteenth. Mm. It will be a lot of moving and shaking, mm. and. After today, it's officially the Schittsburg Squillers Week. Oh! <laughs> the Schittsburg Squillers Week. It's officially their week. Mm. So, Cleveland Browns, I need y'all to buckle down. Because, like I said, you got one victory, it's get time to get greedy and take two. Yes. Um, also, two, two locked on sports. Locked on sports two one six coming up pre game and post game this Sunday against the Steelers. Yes. Uh, going to kick off around noon for the pre game, yes. correct? Yes, okay. sir. And High then noon. half hour, half hour after for the post game, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm excited. I'm excited, Keith. I get excited about that. Yes. Uh, it's a big week, and uh, yeah, we got some. Yes. Some fun. Locked on sports two one six. The regular show will come on Thursday. I'll probably talk about the Cavs. Okay. Talk about Cleveland State. Talk about um, Vikings have a good team. Y'all got to support that team. Check them out. Support them, please. Check them out. Check them out. I know everybody got Ohio State down there. Also, shout out to the Glenville Tar Blooders mm-hmm. in Division Four and the St. Ed Eagles in Division One as they are going to the regional finals this weekend. Shout out. Yep. Good luck. Glenville got Sandusky Perkins. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who St. Ed's playing. Who St. Uh, Edward's going to beat? <laughs> pretty good. Basically, basically, yeah. basically. But I like, shout I, out yeah. and good luck to both schools. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, I just want to say shout out to my family for letting me do this. And I know sometimes uh, I get annoying and loud and everything like that. So I just want to say, hey, thanks for putting up with me. Uh, I want to say everybody in the We Like Sports audience, have a great week. Enjoy your teams. And uh, we will commence. I think maybe next week we might have to go on Tuesday. I'm not quite sure. You'll have to see my okay. schedule, my, my, my son's basketball. I'll let you know, Keith. Uh, okay, but cool. uh, yeah, so check us out the Monday or Tuesday next week at 530. So just want everybody yes, to sir. know. Enjoy the weekend. Brown Steelers yes. week. So I got to say this. Fuck Pittsburgh. And let's go. Yes. Brown. Fuck the bird. Fuck them black and piss yellow. You know what? I knew I'd get you to smack them black and yellow itches. Thank you.
Thank you, Keith. Thank you for that. And everybody, have a good one. Peace okay. out. And, yes. I want to say one more thing. Yes, sir. Did you ever see the fiery Kevin Stefanski? Oh, you saw him yesterday. Did, and we'll hopefully see him this Sunday. He was in them ref's ass yesterday. <laughs> and uh, Way to go, coach. Way to go, good. Kevin. Sounds good to me. Way and to go. We'll, We'll leave, we'll leave it on that. So, like I said, peace out, everybody. And we'll catch you next week at 530, either Monday or Tuesday. And my player of the week is Tillman because he set the tone when he knocked Van Noy back on his ass. <laughs> I can't see. Even I, though I, it might have been a crack block or whatever you call it. We're not, we're not here call to it. talk about what it might have been. It was not called that. <laughs> but, hey, Tillman, you set the tone and changed the tone of the game. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Tillman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Peace now out, I need everyone. You to catch some passes now next thank week. Thank you. <laughs>